Bretto, two wellness base camps down, one to go. That's right, MP. After a sensational day in my hometown of Adelaide, the wellness base camp heads to Kayama on June the 2nd. Fuad Kassab, his sultry tones will be there. The gorgeous Helen Patteron. Maria Zushman, all about stress, the queen of stress. The incredibly handsome Marcus Pierce. Oh, Bretto, you're too kind. The hometown hero from Adelaide, the remarkable Dr. Brett Hill. <laughs> going to be a great day, MP. And the best part is when you register for Kayama now, not only do you get two tickets for the price of one, you also get our recordings from the Wellness Base Camp in Brisbane, valued at $97. Oh, wow, MP. Brisbane was a great lineup too. We had the Up For Chat girls, Cindy O'Meara, Kim Morrison, Karen Smith. It's a fantastic recording to chuck in. Eight presentations from Brisbane. Saturday, June 2 for Kayama at the incredible pavilion overlooking the ocean, Bredo. I don't want to sound biased, but it is the most remarkable venue that we've had for the Wellness Base Camp so far. Saturday, June 2, two for one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to The Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. We're taking today's podcast episode across to the other side of the world, that being uh, Denmark, to speak with Christopher Lindholst, who is the Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Metronaps, which are the developers behind Energy Pods, the world's first chairs designed for napping in the workplace. Now, I know that I've just got your attention by mentioning those two words together, that being napping and workplace. And like you, I'm really interested to learn more about these uh, energy pods. So to talk to us about napping in the workplace, I'd like to give a warm, healthy shift worker Danish welcome to Christopher. Hello. Greetings. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Good morning. It is good morning over there for you at the moment. Is that right? It is. Yes. Uh, we're, what is it, about 12 hours behind you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm sort of heading into the uh, into the late afternoon. So, um, yeah, look, I really, really do appreciate um, you for joining me. Uh, I guess I'm going to be a little bit cheeky here. And before we kind of get into the main um, podcast, being on Australian, I'm a little bit curious to hear how our Princess Mary is going on over there in Denmark. Oh, she's very well received. We're very pleased with her. Oh, is she? She's doing a great job. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) The country is very fond of her. Oh, that's good to know. (laughs) That's good to know. Awesome. Well, yeah, um, I actually haven't had anyone on the podcast before, uh, Christopher, to talk about the importance of naps. So I definitely think, you know, you're going to be one of the best people um, to talk about this subject, given that, you know, you've developed these amazing nap pods. So I guess first thing first, you know, I'd love to kind of hear your story. Like, how did you come to be a co-founder of these Metro Naps? And I guess, did you, like, have you come from a, a work background that involved insufficient sleep? Well, we started uh, Metronaps 15 years ago because we saw people falling asleep at work. And um, and essentially, we, we wondered why that was. Uh, and we did some research and, and figured out uh, there's two m- main reasons for it. One is that uh, you know our circadian rhythm dictates a, a natural drowsy spell during the afternoon. So we were talking about office workers in this case who were typically working 8 to 
eight to late, as we say uh, in New York, where I was at, at the time. But um, so, so you experience this drowsy spell in the afternoon, uh, which uh, isn't because you're lazy and it's not necessarily because you didn't get enough sleep, though if you're not getting enough sleep, it's much harder to, um, to work through that drowsy period. And it turns out that humans are naturally programmed uh, to be tired at this point and in fact to actually uh, take a brief rest. A little um, historical research reveals that it's really only because of the Industrial Revolution that we've forgotten about this importance of, of napping. Uh, so 200 years of plus of, of industrialization where man was tied to a machine uh, led us to um, end the electrification of the world, uh, essentially led us to start sleeping um, as we normally would do today for, for people who aren't on shift work, uh, you know, one in one block of sleep at night. And that's not necessarily the healthiest uh, way for us to sleep. We, uh, like all animals, are programmed to have um, to sleep multiple times during the day, and um, it turns out that taking brief naps is actually very healthy for you, um, both from a long-term health perspective, but it's also very impactful uh, in terms of your ability to um, to perform. In fact, to your alertness, uh, it even impacts your mood because when we're tired, we're grumpy. So there's there's a number of benefits to uh, napping, and that's when we set about trying to uh, figure out a way to to bring napping back, uh, essentially. So when we look back in 2003, we could see that the corporate market was the potentially most interesting. But when we talked to employers at the time and and uh, began talking about the benefits of of sleeping on the job. They thought we were crazy. This was, uh, you know, 15 years ago, and the world was in a different place in its relation to mm. sleep. So we started uh, Metronaps uh, by opening retail facilities. Uh, the first one was in the Empire State Building in, in New York, uh, where anybody could come in and take a nap. And it was because of those retail facilities that we came about uh, the design of the Energy Pod, uh, the original design that, uh, of the product that we have today. Um, and we spent four or five years using that those retail facilities to develop the product uh, as it is, the design, um, the functions, and so forth. Mm, to get good feedback from from people, I suppose, that are using it. Uh, well, it was a, a fantastic uh, research and development facility because uh, uh, people were coming in and we were able to try different things uh, mm. on them in terms of, you know, asking them, um, you know, in fact, a lot of our, our preconceptions about what would be an effective uh, napping environment uh, were challenged by by this setup. So uh, one of the things that we found out that's important, which is, is also part of what the energy part is today, but we figured out that, for example, people, they don't necessarily need 100% privacy um, to, to nap. They, they need to feel secure, so they need uh, security, but they don't necessarily need to be um, you know, all by themselves, uh, we see people falling asleep on, you know, trains and buses and airplanes and so forth all the time. So mm. we know that humans are able to sleep, even though they're surrounded by other people. It's just about the environment, um, and the sense of, of security that they feel. So, um, we in fact had to open a facility that, um, because the, of the way that the city of New York did their zoning, we had to, to have everybody napping in the same room uh, because we weren't allowed to have individual rooms because then we would have been operating a hotel. Oh, so that's okay. where we came yeah. up with, with the, the, the capsule design of, of the energy pods so that we can, in fact, have uh, multiple units uh, next to each other and still people can feel um, you know, comfortable taking a nap. Mm, interesting. Well, so what I'll do actually is I'll put up a photo um, for our listeners um, of your actual nap pod so they can see what it looks like. But are you able to explain, you know, what 
what these pods are and how they work because they they really do you know look very fancy or should I say they they certainly have an element of space age uh, lookingness about them. Well, we've tried to come up with a design that uh, you know that's hopefully timeless um, and uh, but it's really based on these functions that we determined were necessary to create the ideal napping environment when we were running our, our retail facilities. So um, the uh, as you'll see in the image, but there's a, a capsule that uh, partially encloses you when you're um, when you're sitting in the the energy pod. There's a, a privacy visor that swings around so that uh, the user doesn't see what's going on around them, and uh, the people in the surrounding space don't see who's actually taking a nap. We know this is important because people don't like to be seen sleeping necessarily, particularly in the workplace. Um, and, um, you know, and there is we, we understand that there is still a stigma uh, in some places and cultures around uh, sleeping. And so some people still prefer to, to not really have it be known that they're the ones using the pods, even though, you know, the pods have obviously been put there for a purpose. But um, but the overall design of the pod is uh, is fairly simple. It's a combination of different um, features, the reality is that we can't actually put people to sleep. But what we can do is create an environment that makes it difficult for them to stay awake in. And we do that by relaxing both the mind and the body. So to relax the body, we have uh, the gravity-neutral ergonomic um, positioning of uh, that the, the pod features. You're able to elevate your feet, which is good because that relaxes the cardiac system. There's a slight bend in the knees, which relaxes the muscles in the lower back. And then to relax the uh, the mind, we have a number of different functions. So we have um, there is a built-in timer in the energy pod. Uh, we know that's important because people can be stressed about overnapping. You don't want to sleep for too long. So um, the energy pod does wake you up with a combination of lights and vibration and, and audio and so forth. Um, we have uh, especially devised music uh, or audio content uh, that. Um, plays either in the uh, the speaker that's within the energy pod or it can be used with headphones. Uh, there is some different colored LEDs uh, in the energy pod as well because uh, different uh, colors of lights are helpful for both um, helping you um, fall asleep but also waking you up. Uh, there are some small storage bins within the energy pod because we know that if you're concerned about your possessions, you're not going to be able to, to relax. So there's space for your handbag or your laptop bag or your, mm-hmm. you know, a small briefcase or something like that. Um, and, um, and as I mentioned already, there's the, the privacy visor that does the, the, the partial enclosure of you. Um, so while you're napping, so it's really a, a combination of all those different features and functions that makes the energy pod a, um, what we think is the you know ideal sort of sanctioned space for napping um, in the workplace, and, and the other benefit of that design is that you don't need a, a separate room for the energy pod. It is really designed to go just about anywhere, and so within the workplace, you can if you can find you know a spare area, a place without a window, under the stairwell, whatever. Um, we can we can put a pod there uh, so you can make use of this kind of unwanted space um, without having to incur the cost of you know, putting up walls and doors and so forth. Yeah! Wow! My goodness! Yeah! You've yeah really sounds like you've thought of uh, yeah thought of in- everything. So, what is the dimension of it then? I'm just trying to kind of get a gauge of an idea of how big they are. Uh, it's about two meters long and um, a little bit over a meter wide. Okay. In terms of its actual footprint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, well, this sounds like there's obviously been, yeah, so much, um, you know, thought has gone into designing, um, you know, the pods as well. Uh, what is it actually made of material-wise? Uh, it is made of steel and uh, fiberglass. Okay. And um, and then it also has, uh, we, of course, have a, a cushion, which is a, um, a synthetic um, cushion that we've been using. We've been using the same material for many years. It's uh, designed to be, um, you know, high traffic uh, capable, but it's also extremely comfortable. Oh, of course, yeah, with so many people, yeah, potentially using it. Yeah, I, I just, I love that you've really thought of everything, even from, you know, an area where somebody can put their wallet or, um, because, yeah, that is a, that is a, a, a very good point. I remember, you know, <laughs> being in transit somewhere, I think in Los Angeles, and, you know, you're looking around and you can see so many people asleep. But I, you know, my husband and I did it, but like we, we alternated, um, you know, shift. So, you know, he could sleep for a little bit. So I could, you know, keep an eye on the <laughs> the wallet or passports and stuff mm. like that. Um, Cause yeah, you can't kind of completely switch off. So yeah, that's, um yeah, really interesting. There was an, um, an article written recently on your, um, or posted on your website, uh, uh, metronaps.com. And it was titled, why you should let your employees nap on the job. Now, You've got every single listener jumping up and down at these words about napping on the job. Can you explain, you know, why napping on the job is such a good thing? Well, I, uh, you know, there are several different reasons why short sleep is beneficial. And the, the first one, which we would typically talk to employers about, is the, uh, the, the benefits to alertness, um, which are you know, it's really a proxy for productivity, but, mm-hmm. um, the, we know from, um, some studies that we've done, but, but some of the original studies were actually done by NASA, uh, on pilots and, um, and they've shown that alertness is, uh, is increased with a short nap by about 30%. So your overall performance improves during the, the course of, uh, of a day or, or post a nap. Um, and so the, if we're talking about office workers, the typical afternoon slump where um, we know that productivity declines, uh, this is typically when people would reach for uh, another cup of coffee or you know a sugary snack that they don't need because they've actually <laughs> just had lunch. Mm. Um, people are struggling to stay awake, and this is also when um, you know mistakes tend to happen. So, if you're on a manufacturing line, you see the you know the typical times when the most accidents occur are um, in the afternoon uh, or during the night shift because that's when people are fatigued, so they mm-hmm. make mistakes. And the same is true of uh, trading floors uh, in banks, um, you know, and all kinds of other situations. We know that that's when people uh, when failures occur and mistakes are made and so forth. So, um, you know, from that perspective, that short sleep um, is very beneficial um, to the overall productivity of the organization and, you know, reduction of accidents and so forth. Now, there's loads of other benefits to to napping as well. Uh, One is improvement in mood. So, as I mentioned before, as we all know, when we're tired, we tend to be grumpy and a short sleep can also help that. So, if you are dealing with uh, patients or customers or clients or whatever it is, um, or even just your colleagues, you're likely to be uh, much more pleasant to deal with if you've had a bit uh, of sleep or sufficient sleep. So naps are good for that too. Um, we know that that short sleep is beneficial to long-term health. So there was a significant study done out of Harvard with over 20,000 participants over five years, and they showed that if you take three naps a week, you reduce your chances of cardiovascular disease by almost 40%. 
and all you have to do is take a nap. It's a lot easier than going to the gym. So um, short sleep, again, uh, can be very beneficial uh, from that perspective. If you are um, in the creative industry or you are a student, we know that uh, sleep is important and napping is beneficial because uh, when we're tired or if we don't sleep, our, our um our memory doesn't consolidate. You're, you're less able to learn things. Uh, and if you're trying to problem solve, uh, again, fatigue is an issue. And in fact, sleep can be beneficial to problem solving. The old adage that I need to sleep on it, uh, which we've all heard and, and potentially used, mm. is turns out to in fact be true because our brains do uh, continue to work while we're sleeping on solving uh, you know, problems. And so a lot of times it is useful and certainly something I uh, do on a regular basis. If there's some important decision that needs to be made, we always try to make sure we have at least one night to sleep on it because often uh, a conundrum that is uh, troubling you uh, will be solved in the morning for you by, you know, without you have been thinking about it, you just don't know it. But um, as you're standing in the shower getting ready or shaving or whatever, often, um, you know, the light will go on and you'll have figured out what the problem is overnight. So uh, there's loads of benefits to um, to short sleep. And, um, you know, in particular, uh, within shift work, we know that um, there have been numerous studies done that, that show, you know, benefits again to um, alertness uh, because, of course, uh, these are difficult times when we would, uh, we struggle to stay awake often. Um, we also know that short sleep uh, post the shift um, can be beneficial. We've seen uh, numerous organizations, particularly, uh, at least that I'm aware of in the United States, healthcare organizations, uh, where people have worked long shifts and they're they're working hard to try to reduce um, vehicle accidents, which often occur when people are driving home mm. from the late shift. They essentially fall asleep at the wheel. So, giving people an opportunity to get a little bit of sleep uh, before they head home, um, uh, if they have a long drive, is also uh, you know beneficial and potentially uh, useful for reducing accidents. Gee, there, yeah, that's an excellent, excellent idea. Um, yeah, and particularly for people that are living in sort of high density areas. I guess I can use probably Sydney for us here in Australia. Uh, you know that where some people have to, yeah, they might do a long night shift, but then they've still got about an hour, um, you know, to to drive home. So yeah, having that sort of a little bit of a nap beforehand is uh, yeah definitely an excellent um, strategy. Yeah, I um. I believe that you know you've you've obviously got a lot of um, these nap pods are installed in organisations all around the world, and I know there's a couple there's a few down here in Australia that we're going to talk about shortly. Um, but some of the organisations you know really do include some high profile companies such as Facebook, uh, Google, a Huffington Post, which um, I know even with, with Ariana Huffington, you know she's a big advocate of sleep. Given you know she's you know written a couple of books about it. Given what happened to her. Um, you know, from that long um, uh, lack of sleep. And obviously, though, these companies would have a substantial shift working workforce. Are you aware of just some of the specific changes that have actually occurred, you know, since in installation of your energy pods uh, in these work environments? The energy pods, they track how much they're used. Uh, we don't track who uses them, but the we just track the device utilization itself. Okay. Yep. And um, that is one of the services that we provide to our clients is, mm. is the usage reporting of the device so we can uh, help them optimize their installation. So imagine uh, 
your Google in uh, Mountain View, for example, which is a big sprawled out campus. They have over 40 units in that uh, that facility alone. And so we're always working with them to, to identify, uh, you know, what's the optimal placement of, of a unit and is it in a good place? Is it being used sufficiently? So sometimes mm-hmm. we've moved the units around for them because, uh, in fact, there weren't enough people in that building or it just wasn't being used and so forth. Um, so that's, uh, you know, we know that... Uh, Based on the usage that we see from uh, the the pods, we we know that we're having an impact on the way that people are going about their day, and when based on when and for how long people are using them, um, that also gives us a sense of uh, you know the type of people who are using them and, and the utilization uh, and, and benefits that they're getting. So just to give you an example, one of the things that uh, we would expect to see from a typical installation would of course be that uh, the the majority or a lot of the usage would occur in the afternoon. Um, mm. As I was referring to earlier, this is when you have your your dip in your circadian rhythm. This is when your fatigue naturally kicks in. And so, you know, the expectation is that utilization of the energy pods occurs uh, in the afternoon. When we actually look at the the data or the nap print, as we call it for, for each of our, our devices, we see that that's typically the case, that there's lots of utilization in the afternoon. But in lots of organizations, we also see um, utilization both during the night and um, in the early mornings. So uh, during the night isn't so difficult to explain. That's obviously somebody who is actually uh, burning the midnight oil and staying in late and so forth and actually has has to do a lot of work and has therefore stayed in the office. Um, And hopefully they're not doing that on a regular basis. But um, we're happy that we can support them to do that when they need to. The morning utilization uh, we have found out um, anecdotally and so forth uh, is very interesting because it turns out to be a combination of things. It is um, either the, the what we were discussing earlier, which was that people are getting some rest on their way uh, before they go home uh, because of uh, they've been on a night shift. In office environments, we see that uh, the, utiliza- the utilization that we see in the morning is typically either because people have been traveling, so they might have come in on a red-eye flight from you know, across the Atlantic or, or whatever, so they, they're tired from their travels. Um, but it's also new parents. So often um, we know that uh, the children have kept uh, the parent up that night, and so they're actually getting some sleep uh, in the early morning before they start their work day so that they're actually able to make it through the day instead of just sitting there like a zombie all day. So... You know, it's, it's wonderful that we can see that we can have that kind of impact on people's day and help them um, get some much-needed rest when they aren't able to get it at home or somewhere else. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it, I guess it really does uh, kind of help it help us kind of appreciate that, you know, sleep, this whole sleep loss just affects so many people from a cross-section of backgrounds. Uh, obviously, the new parent thing, fortunately, only goes for a short period of time. Um, shift workers is a little bit different or, you know, those that are working the, you know, um, you know, the office hours or quite high-stress jobs and their careers can go for, a, you know, quite a long time. But it it highlights that, yeah, it, the sleep is so um you know needed by so many different people um yeah at different times i guess the only thing that would cross my mind a little bit here um i guess is that you know in many organizations um particularly you know there's a lot of hospitals here in australia and i know that it wouldn't just be australia i'm sure that it's a lot of other um would um, feature in other places around the world and not just in a hospital environment but when they're running on limited amounts of staff 
like their resources department would view allocating time for their staff to nap would kind of seem a, a, a you know a massive chunk of their time and resources that they've kind of got to block out you know what are your what are your thoughts on this you know if someone kind of brings that <laughs> brings that one up which I'm sure people have, have already spoken to you about this well I, I think the uh, the first thing to understand is that um, the a power nap uh, a short sleep is really just between 10 and 20 minutes so we're not talking mm-hmm. about um, you know significant uh, amounts of time uh, it is effectively the same as a as a coffee break um, and one of the arguments that we use for employers as well is that if it's acceptable for people to take a cigarette break, a smoke break, and in most mm-hmm. places these days, you have to go down the hall, outside, down the stairs, you know, out the building and, and stand 100 meters from the from the front door or whatever. So by the time you've done all that and come back, um, you've essentially spent the same amount of time as you would have done if you if you took a nap and, and um, you know, people are free to smoke, but we know that it's not good for you. So if it's okay to do that, then napping should be okay because we know that that is actually good for you. And so um, we certainly appreciate that, you know, people, if they're on call and, and there are times when, when, you know, people have to work and so forth. But um, some of this has is also, I think, goes hand in hand with, um, I'd say, a broader trend to letting people you know, schedule their own time within when they're they're at work, and and you know, essentially trusting them to, um, you know, to do what they need to do when when they need to do it, and when they ha- when they can see that they have an opportunity to take a brief break, um, that it's okay for them to do that. Um, you know, again, we see different situations uh, in the U.S. Uh, market. We have a number of healthcare installations in hospitals, uh, intensive care units, and so forth. And again, we see the utilization of that equipment um, is high, used at, at you know 24/7. Um, but again, these are people who are working long long shifts mm. and uh, mm. and need to be present and and proximate to the situation. But uh, there is also an opportunity for them to take brief breaks, and and we certainly see them doing that, and we know that that's helpful to them. So it is it's possible to implement this um, in a week. You can put limitations on the equipment so that it can only be used for 20 minutes if you're really concerned about people abusing it and so forth. But, you know, we know from the utilization that people uh, very quickly understand uh, how to use the equipment and why it's there. Um, there's a 20 minutes sort or of pre-programmed nap on the equipment. So it's very easy to use. So it's really just understanding that we're talking about a short period of time here and it's very beneficial to people. That tends to go a long way in helping people understand, uh, you know, what the potential um, aspects of, of having a napping pod installation uh, are. Yeah, I think that's a very, yeah, very good point, particularly about the, uh, yeah, the cigarette break. And, and, and in hospitals, I'm just thinking in particular, there are a lot of, I know, uh, yeah, a lot of medical staff, surgeons and so forth that do, they work these extremely long, long hours and, and just knowing that they could actually take a, a nap. But in a, in a, an environment that really is going to um, enable them to get a good quality nap um, versus just, you know, having a, a, a lie down in another vacant room that happens to be available where they're not going to get that good quality sleep. But if they, they can do so in one of your pods, then we know that, um, you know, they're going to get that really, really good quality sleep. So they'll be, yeah, once they come out, they'll be good to know, good to go. And, you know, these people will actually 
you know, uh, you know, have the, the life or in control of the life of many people's lives with their surgeons, you know, and so forth. So we really need to be, uh, yeah, looking after them. So, yeah, and I guess um, then the other approach you could maybe also look is, is to, um, you know, what would you say to companies, particularly those that are, you know, are facing high amounts of sick leave? I mean, that's, yeah, your pods would be a, a great um, a tool that they could actually look at, at at helping to reduce that, I would imagine. Well, so absenteeism and, and presenteeism are, are are significant issues for for most companies, mm. and uh, and there it's always something that they're always looking to address. Uh, and we know that a lack of sleep uh, has negative impact on your health, and certainly. Um, you know, impacts your your immune system, and so yeah. if you're not getting sufficient sleep, you're you're much more prone to, um, you know, succumbing to the flu or the, you know whatever the virus that's going around and so forth. So, um, getting your sleep generally is of course important uh, for um, for that, uh, but we also know that um, you know taking naps is is helpful for a number of different. Uh, situations. It, it's helpful for headaches and migraines. Uh, so instead of just popping some pills or potentially in combination with that, but we know that um, that people have used our, our equipment for uh, for mitigating headaches and migraines. Um, wow. We know that uh, women who are pregnant uh, are generally more likely, more susceptible to fatigue for, for some obvious reasons. And so instead of, you know, going in and sitting on the loo and pretending to, to be in there, but in fact be sleeping, um, we can afford them an opportunity to get some, some much needed rests as well. Uh, so there's lots of situations in which just being able to, um, you know, have a little bit of rest will, will allow you to be productive that day um, instead of it just being a wasted day. Mm, yeah, yeah, brilliant. I just, I just love the whole concept of it. I think it's, um, yeah, and look, it's been around for fifteen years. Um, yeah, which is even better. And I think, uh, I think the World Health Organization fairly recently, I was looking at some research as well. Uh, fairly has recently, um, you know, stated that we are right now, all the industrialized nations in particular, are you know currently in this sleep loss epidemic. Um, which, you know, is a fundamentally, um, you know, part of our health and well-being, not just nutrition because, we you know, there's so much focus on nutrition, which is a valid thing, and then exercise, which is a valid thing. But I think sometimes sleep kind of gets um, a bit forgotten and uh, I just love that this um, strategy that or this concept that you've developed um, can potentially just help so many people, uh, you know, particularly in, in a workplace uh, environment. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Sleep is, uh, as you're absolutely right, sleep has been ignored essentially, mm. I think, for, for uh, many, many years. Or yeah. um, Sleep has been viewed as something that um, you were supposed to sh- – take care of yourself, right? You were expected to show up fit for duty and the employer didn't get involved um, in that. And so within the sort of, uh, let's say, the, well, the well-being focus that has occurred uh, over the last couple of decades, um, fitness and nutrition uh, have been focal points. I like to say that sleep is the first pillar of health and the other two come later because um, lack of sleep will kill you way before um, whatever you eat and whether you make it to the gym or not. And the same is true of your, your productivity. You know, I might not 
eat a, as healthy a lunch today as I should. I might not make it to the gym, but I'll still be able to work tomorrow. But if I don't get a reasonable amount of sleep tonight, I'm not going to be effective at work tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to be productive. So from an employer perspective, again, focusing on sleep can have a much faster impact uh, in terms of uh, uh, impact on the organization. Mm. Oh, you're speaking my language, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've all, I've definitely on the um, with the you know sleep is more important than the nutrition and exercise thing uh, too. And I think uh, have you read uh, Professor Matthew Walker's fairly recently published book, Why We Sleep? Yes, it's excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and yeah, he's another one of that. Um, yeah, says the same thing that you no know, sleep really is more important. And you you know you said it yourself, like. It will kill, you know, this lack of sleep will kill us quicker and faster. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not <laughs> the nicest thing to sort of talk about, but it, you know, it has to kind of reiterate how we have to absolutely preserve it and protect it as much as we possibly can. And it, and it is a both an employee and an employer's responsibility. It's a dual responsibility for, for both parties to get involved. It is. And it requires, uh, you know, you, you have to be, um, focus on yourself, and, and it's difficult. We're approaching this critical point where uh, we're sleeping less than 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 what we should. I mean, the mm. the average human can cannot uh, function uh, very well under with under six hours of sleep. So, yep. you know, the, the basic sort of minimum that anybody should get is six hours. Uh, ideally, you should get more than that, but um, that's essentially what you need to to keep from you know completely deteriorating and. Um, and and the studies of of uh, you know the developed world are showing that we're 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 approaching that point, uh, and there's all kinds of competition for against sleep. I mean the the CEO of of Netflix has said that his biggest competitor is sleep. So this guy he's out there determined to make us watch all kinds of rubbish on our iPads, um, and and what we're losing is is sleep. Uh, and while that it's you know it's entertaining to look at that stuff, but at the end of the day it's going to impact. Um, your long-term health. So you need to, re, you know, yourself also be um, diligent, essentially, mm. and, um, you know, and, and turn that stuff off as when, when you have a chance to get some sleep, get some sleep, because there's very few of us that are getting enough of it. Mm. Mm, totally. Yep. You, yep. you summed it up beautifully there. Yeah. To turn on and turn off our mobile phones. Yeah. Which has become, yeah, we've become so addicted to that these days. Yeah. Well, look, this has been really interesting, um, Christopher, certainly to hear all about, you know, your energy pods and, and how they work and so forth. But if there's any, if we've got any listeners out there, you know, whether they might be employees uh, or employers, um, you know, how, you know, what's the best way for them to kind of get in contact with you, you know, to learn to learn more about uh, the nap pods? The easiest thing is probably just to go to our website, which is metronaps.com, so mm -hmm. M-E-T-R-O-N-A-P-S.com, uh, and we do have uh, an affiliate company in Australia, and so we do uh, do installations there, and um, there's a contact page, and uh, we're happy to um, to get in touch. We uh, have done installations across the country, so... We'd yeah. like to do some more. Of yeah, <laughs> fantastic! Well, I'd love to see more of them uh, here in Australia. That is for sure. I, yeah, sleep is just so so um, very important, and and these um, would definitely be a, a, a brilliant way to um, yeah help getting getting our um, residents and all around the world because I know I've got listeners all around the world listening right now to um, yeah to help to improve their sleep. So I'll make sure that those uh, that information is included in the show notes. But thank you so very much for joining me um, this. Morning. 
morning, uh, Christopher. It really has been just wonderful to get your insights and to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit, as this will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to shift workers and organisations all around the world. Now, it also helps if you leave us a rating, preferably five star, if you really liked the episode, as this will help my podcast gain an even bigger reach, which will enable me to help more people. If you'd like access to more free resources, including my newsletter, just visit my website, healthyshiftworker.com, and enter your name and email address. I've also just recently uh, launched the second intake of my Better Sleep Intensive program exclusively for shift workers. So if this sounds of interest, just go ahead and click on the Work With Me uh, Better Sleep program link on my website where you can learn more about the program along with the application process. So thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.